Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like <laughs> Yo, yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the dean. This is not the most the king, yo. It's about a thing. Uh yeah, feel yo. real good when your hands in the air and lick two shots in the Welcome to Brunch Culture. My name is Randall Keith, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ms. Lisa Victoria. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing today? So, let's dive right into our weekend review. We want to first start off by acknowledging the 82 people that were shot in the city of Chicago uh, within just 84 hours over this past July 4th weekend. Unfortunately, 16 of those people uh, were determined to be uh, dead from the shootings. And so we just want to ask everyone to take a moment to pause, to acknowledge those people, to pray for that city and pray for the the leadership in that city that they can come up with some programs and and get enough support to stop all of these, this unnecessary violence and all of these killings. Yeah, because it's really sad. And I, I would challenge everybody to not only look at Chicago, but look at your own city and see if there's anything you could do, whether it's mentoring a child or um, providing support um, to a community financially and trying to rebuild that community will really be helpful because in Chicago is not the only violent city. There's many cities across the United States that suffer from this type of violence. And so if you are in Chicago, I would encourage you to get involved. And if you're not, I would encourage you to get involved in your city because this is really a tragedy and we want to help um, save the lives of as many people as we can. Exactly. And there's always things that we can do from afar, from near today with social media, with technology, uh, with just so so many advances in other areas of our lives. There are things that we can do to be connected to support the stop of violence and gun violence, and it needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Let's not just tweet about it. Let's be about it. Exactly. Exactly. So also this past week, um, some some big news happened for all of the diehard Miami Heat fans. Miss Lisa, I know that you are, or at least maybe you were, a diehard Miami Heat fan. Hashtag Bron, hashtag (laughs) Bron. All I'm saying is, this is what I'm saying. My loyalty went to LeBron James. I... From the beginning, it has been LeBron. When LeBron was in Cleveland before, I was a LeBron fan. I took my fan card to South Beach when LeBron took his talents to South Beach. (laughs) So, therefore, we shouldn't be surprised when we see those LeBron James fans commute back to Cleveland because we are Team James. And I heard somebody say that basketball is like checkers. And Cleveland knew that. And whenever you have a king, you can jump over stuff. And so... (laughs) (laughs) So, we have the king, and we about to jump over some stuff. Now, don't worry about the fact that we did jump over San Antonio. Let's not not live in the past. Oh, okay. The future is coming, (laughs) and we're moving forward to another championship. Now, LeBron is going to be surrounded by some... Some, a better a better team. Um, we were getting a little weak, you know. Wade knees can't really help us right now. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and so we need a team that's gonna help lift him. The king can't be the king without some support. All I'm asking is, what happens to all of this Miami Heat merchandise that you guys have support? You guys have purchased. I mean, these people. 
What's went crazy. Like, Everybody was Team Miami Heat. We got pictures with you babies haven't heard walking Fantasia around here. You lose the win? Sometimes <laughs> you got to let some stuff go so you can progress. And, and we just got to lose our, our paraphernalia and gain some more so we can win. All I'm saying is... These fans ain't loyal. No, they ain't. We have, we have loyalty. You missed, You took where our loyalty lie in the wrong place. You thought our loyalty was hashtag Team Heat. We've been hashtag Team Heat contingent so upon we, LeBron's. We was just seeing the wrong hashtags on Twitter all this well, time. Well, I did hashtag we King James. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was hashtag wherever he was. Where he leads, we... We follow. You follow. Him. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I will say that this move, he is, um, I, the, the deal was for, it's a two-year deal with the uh, Cavaliers, and it's for $42.2 million, I think it was. Yeah. So, it seems like he might be leading y'all into some good money. Um, well, I don't and, think I'm going to get any of that, but my loyalty, <laughs> my loyalty exists even despite the fact that he's not sharing It's for the money. love of King James, yeah, not yeah, for the money. Yeah, it's all about the sport. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm supporting him. Hashtag I, King James. When you come, you you rep your team, you got a team, I got a player. When my player go to a team, I, I, I get on that team. And, I mean, call it what you want. Call me a bandwagon fan. I'm a King James fan. And uh, bandwagon, loyalty. hashtag, these fans ain't loyal. That's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> Well, if you if you feel like we're not loyal, you could tweet us at brunch culture and hashtag these fans ain't loyal. These fans ain't loyal. And so, tell us what you think. But if you're on my team, and you understand. You know, add us at brunch culture on Twitter and hashtag oh oh yes team Bron. <laughs> let's let's see how many we can get. These fans ain't loyal for me and. The hashtag oh yes King James Felice. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to our main topic of the, today, um, we want to talk about defining the set success. How do you define success? What does it mean to be successful for you? And how do you know if you are indeed success, successful? Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting topic for us as young adults because everybody wants to be successful, mm-hmm. um, but like you said, how do you define the terms? Because success to me might not be necessarily success to you. So we could be having the same conversation about success, but be talking about two different things because we define success differently. Success to one person may mean money. Mm -hmm. Success to another may mean family. And so if I'm saying I'm successful based off the fact that I have a family and that makes me successful, but you're saying that I'm successful based off money, if I tell you my success, you might see that as failure. Mm-hmm. And if you tell me your success, I might see that as failure. So it's very important to when you're talking about what success means to define the terms because success to everybody isn't success. I always say um, one of my favorite things to say for me is success isn't success if you succeed alone. And I think a lot of people just are on the grind, especially in the city culture, and they want to make it. But at the expense of what? At the expense of your time, at the, at the expense of your friends, at the expense of your family, at the expense of your romantic life. You, you're making it, but you're making it, and when you get to the top, there's nobody there with you. Right. And so is that success? To me, it's not success. It's failure. Right. So I think one of the hardest things that we have to deal with in our generation is that 
you know, success is defined in, in the American culture by money. So oftentimes you'll have people that have achieved all of these goals. They set out to do these things, be it get a degree, be it start a business, uh, be it mentor, do public speaking. But their bank accounts, while they're not broke, they are not millionaires. They aren't able to go out to these lavish events and dinners and purchase these big expensive cars. And so for themselves, based on what culture tell our society tells us, we aren't successful. And I think that's one of the things that um, <clears throat> I know I know a number of people, and myself included, struggle with at time is at times is am I successful? Because you know, I've set out to, to achieve these goals and I achieve those goals, but sometimes, you know, my pocket my pockets aren't as fat as Jay-Z's pockets. So if one were to look at my life and look at Jay-Z's life and say, who's more successful? Well, society will say that he's more successful because his bank account is bigger. So it's, it becomes a struggle for us as young professionals to define success or to really believe in that success because what we think is successful is not lucrative. And in society, you kind of aren't praised for the things or rewarded or appreciated for the things that aren't lucrative. You know, we support our big people like our Oprah Winfrey's because she has set out to do the things she's wanted to do. And that's brought her a great deal of wealth. So we say she is successful. And you have other people that set out to do things, but ultimately they may not be the next million or billionaire or they may not have their name in the history books and they kind of feel like well my success is not as good as the next person mm -hmm. and i think that's that's just as you said that's what our society teaches us I, um one of my um favorite songs by kanye west is um, all falls down and he talks about this idea of um a woman who um is insecure he says uh, she she has a major that doesn't won't make any money, but she won't drop out because her parents will look at her funny. And he said, tell me that isn't insecure. The thought of school seems so secure. Um, and so there's there's this idea of, okay, if I get my education, there's security in that. There's money in that. But there's this insecurity. Oh, what if I never make it? And he, then he talked about in the line even further. He says she couldn't afford um, one, so she named her daughter Alexis. Um, we're saying, oh, she wanted a luxury car that bad that she's trying to identify things in her life that could help her identify with the life she wants to have. And I think we do that, and that, that points us to our insecurities because I think what's um, synonymous to success is often our insecurities. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the most successful people are the ones that are most um, insecure. Are insecure. Yeah. I mean... They have it, and they'll be like, "Man, they have a lot, but they don't. They don't feel secure in it because they always. You always want more. It, it's never enough. And sometimes our success is to hide our, or mask our insecurities. So we say right. that if we could garner the success, then it masks mask who we actually are and what we're trying to hide. So we're trying to accumulate stuff to kind of build a fort around the insecurities that we have, so people won't see them." And funny, um, my best friend said something um, that I felt like it was kind of profound. She said, the more you hide something, the more visible it becomes. And so I think sometimes when we, we do all this stuff to hide who we are and to hide our insecurities, even when we're trying to mask it with success, it becomes much more visible. Right. 
Right. And I think it's kind of a catch-22 with the parallel between insecurity and success um, because oftentimes if you look at people, what they're insecure about, they excel tremendously in that area. Their their insecurity is probably one of the things that they're, they're best at. Um, I know oftentimes, like listening to some old, I used to, growing up, I really admire Michael Jackson, so I would listen to when he would do interviews and he would always talk about how hard he was on himself as a dancer, as a singer, as an overall performer. Well, the rest of the world looks at Michael Jackson as being the epitome of an entertainer. But somewhere in Michael Jackson's lifetime, he was insecure about that. He didn't think he was good enough. So it challenged him to work hard and to to push himself more. So it's quite interesting because what we find and what I I realized that what what I'm finding um, with people that I'm connected to is we look at them and we say, oh, you're so great at this and you're so wonderful at this. But oftentimes those people don't believe or, or trust in that level of greatness, trust in that level of success. They aren't able to see what they've done and say, hey, this is, I've been able to do this without a reward. I think when we get rewards, when we're praised and you might get a trophy or, or somebody, you're on, on a public stage and someone honors you for that, you believe in it then, but outside of that moment, you think there's so much work I have to do in this because I have to prove that I'm good enough. And I think sometimes it's kind of hard because it's good. It's a good thing that that causes you to push, but it's a bad thing because ultimately you won't be fulfilled in that in which you should be. Yeah. And I think it's a dangerous thing to find your identity in success because success, no matter how you define it, can be, can be fleeting. And I think anytime you define yourself by something that can be potentially fleeting, you, you um, endanger yourself. Um, and so we have to be careful to say, okay, this is what I do, but this is not who I am. Hmm. This is what I've achieved, but this is not who I am. And it, that's, that's sometimes difficult for us to separate, um, what we've achieved from who we are right. because our achievements, we let our achievements define us. But if you let your achievements define you, you'll let your failures define you also. So we have to be careful to to have our identity rooted in something that can't be lost. And for me, that has a lot to do with faith and my relationship in Christ and me finding my identity in Christ. But if I was to find my identity in something that I can potentially lose, I would always be on this roller coaster ride in my identity. And I think that's, that's a potential problem for us finding, um, defining success and defining who we are and seeing our identity as something different than what we may have accomplished. Because if I accomplish all this great stuff, we've seen people who will build this great platform and then lose it. We look at Columbus Short has been in the news recently for his being on Scandal. And his, his time on Scandal, he was great. He was, you know, climbing. It was right. his time to shine. And now he's he's lost it. And so if his identity was built on Scandal, then that, that's devastating to him. Because having your identity rooted in something you can lose is never safe. Right. And I think it's important, too, to have to maintain a circle that holds that same uh, idea and believes in that same thing. I think it's very easy as you become successful to have people that are 
on on the ride because of what you can do. So they believe in you because of your success. They are the yes people. They are the bandwagon people that are just attaching themselves to you because of your success. So they support you when you do good and when you don't do good, those people don't believe in you or they're not as jovial. They're not as excited about your life and your presence and your entire existence. And I think because of that, I think you, you Columbus Short was actually a really good example because if the people in his circle and around him with all this negative press, with all these bad things that are happening, if those people believe in Columbus Shore uh, because of his role in Scandal, then they're going to flee. They're not going to be there. They're not going to be supportive. And that's going to be even more damaging and detrimental to who he is um, as a person and his recovery and his comeback, if you will, because we all want a comeback. Um, and so if he falls and he's unable to come back because that support system doesn't believe he's capable because he ruined this, the greatest opportunity of his life, if you will, um, it's going to be even worse and even more hurtful to him. So with defining success, I think it's safe to say that it's, it's great for you to believe in success uh, being something that's not tied to your achievements and tied to your emotions, if you will, because those things fluctuate all the time. And it's also important for the company that you keep, your circle, those those five people that are closest to you, your voices of reason, they remind you that success should be and is rooted into something that's more sustainable, that's more constant. Uh, it's it's rooted in your, your relationship, your, your walk with Christ. It's not rooted in the last time you, you got a big check or the last time people took pictures of you, you were featured in a magazine. Because if you define success that way and your groups of your support systems define success in that way, it's going to be not good. It's going to be a failure on both, on both ends. Yeah. And I, and too, I think we have to consider that our circle, like you said, shouldn't be a circle like you said, Randall, that was really good, of yes man. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the most detrimental thing you can have, having a circle that agrees with everything you say. Because everything we say isn't right. And I need that voice of reason to say, hey, hey, man, that's not right. Like, right. Right. <laughs> why, why are you doing that? And you also need people that are excited about your success, but that aren't groupies. Exactly. I can, a friend is excited about what you do, supports what you do, but I'm not going to sit on the phone and talk about what you do the whole time. Right. We, we, we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about life and we're going to talk about random stuff because we're a friend. There's a difference between a friend and a fan. And if you want to um, have a good life that 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 is a, a a healthy view of success. You can't be surrounded by fans. You have to be surrounded by friends. Right. Some people that are going to keep it real with you. So really fast, um, I just want to kind of dive through. I was reading an article that uh, pointed out 20 signs that you're succeeding in life, even if you don't feel that you are. Um, and some of the, the things that, that were really good, they had a lot to do with uh, this idea of growth and realization and, and, and being able to identify some changes in who you are today as a person, as an individual, your thought process, your thought process, and the heart of of who you are compared to who you were maybe ten years ago. Um, so one of the things that they have here is your relationships are less dramatic than they used to be. Um, 
Um, some other things they have are you're not afraid to ask for help and support any and support anymore. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I think sometimes when we look at this this image of success or this idea of success, we think that success in itself is something that you achieve by yourself. You got there by your own wits and your, your own hard work. And I think once you start to become successful, you realize that it's a process that cannot be obtained by one individual. Everybody, you may be the, the, the head, the star of the show, but there are so many pieces that go on, that go into it. So why, while the public may praise you or the people that don't aren't connected to you may praise you for being the superstar, you have to also praise those people that are in your corner and say, hey, thank you for what you're doing because this is our journey you helped me get here. I couldn't have done this by myself. And two, we have to look at, um, the article also says, um, you have moments where you appreciate who you see in the mirror, where you where you say, okay, I'm, I'm okay with me and my flaws. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, this is my flaw. Like, not that you're not continuously getting better, mm-hmm. but you don't let your flaws define you because right. like we said, you could be either defined by your success or failures. Right. But when I'm able to see my identity outside of what I succeed in and what I fail in, I'm able to look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to get better, but I'm not going to live my life in a place where I reside in my defeats. Right. And I think too, that talk that goes back to, uh, what we what you you introduced about uh, success and security insecurities going hand in hand, if you're able to acknowledge that this is a flaw, this is something that you're insecure about. After a while, it won't become an insecurity because you've embraced it. You've embraced that this is who God has made me. This is a part of of uh, who I am, a part of my my makeup. God knew that this was going to be here when he he place me on this earth so I'm going to love this insecure this flaw this insecurity of mine I'm going to love that just as much as the thing that I think is the greatest about me and so I'm going to embrace it all and move forward with it and we're, we're and when you're when you're okay with your insecurities not saying you're not working towards getting better but when you've you've made a decision I'm going to move past this failure it's it's always critical to not be defensive when other people correct you or exactly. point it out. One of the ways that you know you're still not okay with your insecurities is when somebody can't touch your insecurities. Right. You hide them. And when somebody tries to critique you, you get defensive. Hmm. And that defensiveness shows that you're not really you haven't really dealt with it or you're not dealing with it in a healthy way. Right. That when when that pride rears its ugly head, I have this thing for myself that whenever I feel um, any any degree of pride, and I feel kind of like this immediate defense that comes up. I know that this is a potential area that I need to grow in, so I need to to take a moment to stop, to assess it, to hash it out with some people, and to figure out you know what's really happening, what really caused this to show up, because this is not. Uh, this shouldn't be normal, um, and I don't intend to be someone that's extremely prideful, that's resistant to any type of uh, grow, any type of suggestions from the people that I know that love and care about me. So, immediately stop, figure out what's going on, and move from there. So, I think when when we talk about defining success, as defining success, as we we dive into it, um, it's important for us to make sure, as we said, that success is 
rooted into something that's sustainable. It's rooted into something that is not going to fluctuate like your achievement, um, like your bank account, like even your money. Um, and so we want you guys to talk to us. Shoot us, uh, tweet us, Instagram us, hit us up on Facebook and let us know how you define success. Let's get this conversation going so we can be a support to each other to let us know what it means to truly be successful. Yeah, and we look forward to hearing you and interacting with you on social media. But now it's time for our random topic. Today's random topic is what does it mean to be thirsty? Does likes <laughs> on social media equal, equal thirst? So I want to let, let me let me hit this first because <laughs> Take it away. I, yeah, I have an issue with women, and, and, and it seems to be, I think it's almost a way for women to feel like they are, a, they, men are really wanting them and gawking out of them. So there have been a couple times um, that I have liked a picture that's on Instagram. You know, Instagram has the, the, the feed where you can actually see uh, what other people like. So I'll see, you know, a picture. I'll go and like a girl's page um, and just the, just the photo, just the picture that she posted. And um, I remember one time, it was a long time ago, but the girl actually went to one of my pictures and asked me, who, who are you? Question mark, question mark. And I'm like, who are you? And then she says, must be thirsty. Must be thirsty. I <laughs> simply liked a picture on your page. I think that's what social media is for. It's for you to promote yourself and put yourself out there. And if somebody sees what you see, something they like, they just hit like. I don't have to know who you are. No, I'm not stalking you. No, I don't want your number. I'm not trying to follow you. I'm literally, I just saw a picture. I saw something I liked. I liked it and I called it a day. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Please, that does not mean that I'm thirsty. <laughs> I don't think like uh, social media are synonymous with thirsty. I think people define thirsty. It's always interesting to me because I've seen people who call someone thirsty, um, but had it been someone they were interested in, they would have been all in. Exactly. And so thirsty seems to be synonymous with, I don't like you, don't pursue me. But if it's somebody that you're interested in being quote unquote thirsty, then it doesn't become thirst. It's just like, oh, thank you. I, you know, you're you're welcoming. Exactly. It's, it's almost a term where it's like, oh, somebody's pursuing me that I don't like. Exactly. And so you 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 throw this term on thirsty on them in essence to say, hey, I don't like you. So if you're telling somebody they're thirsty, that means they don't have a shot with you. Dang, I guess she was telling me that I ain't had no shot with her. I mean... But, I mean, going to that extreme is just, like, it's one of those things where we would hashtag petty. Uh, Right. (laughs) Extremely. And I I don't know, this whole idea of people calling other people thirsty on social media, I think the reason that you have girls in bikinis or girls that have this illusion of being naked and stuff like that, you kind of, it's a thirst trap, if you will. It's <laughs> created to get people to come in to gawk over you, to be thirsty, if you will. So you call him, you're calling somebody thirsty 
But in the same regard, you're creating thirst traps. So <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, I, I don't get it. I feel like the, the people that are calling people thirsty, you're setting, you set up your social media account to get that because you like the attention. You probably have some sort of insecurity that's masking. We can dive into this whole other <laughs> issue that's going on with you. So in a nutshell, quit calling people thirsty. I ain't thirsty. I just like your picture. Now, you know, if you're stalking somebody, that's that's... I don't know if that stalking is thirsty. I think that's crazy. Um, I think there's a definition between... I mean, to me, thirsty seems to be synonymous with, like, you like somebody. Now, you can go overboard. Some people do go overboard with that like, and it's teeter-tottering on crazy. So if I like all your pictures, I'm I'm thirsty. If you're going back to four weeks... If you going back, no. If you going back ago, to fifty-two weeks, weeks ago, <laughs> and you liking all the pictures from when I first started my Instagram, <laughs> then I'm be like, oh, well, that's a little deep because you got to really scroll, right? Like, you know, but you know, and if you like all, um, all two thousand of my pictures, I'm gonna say no. That's that's a little creepy. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Y'all be careful with the thirst traps, and y'all be careful with the thirsties. Right, 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 right. But today, we want to leave you with the quote of the week. It comes from Steve Harvey. It says, common sense just ain't that common. And Lord knows that's the truth. Very true. Yeah, we, I don't even think we have to dive into <laughs> this one. You, y'all know it. Y'all seen it. It's happened. You, somebody says something, they do something. You like, really? Just hashtag, it's just not that common. <laughs> It just ain't that common. It it just ain't. It ain't. It ain't. Thank you for coming and listening to another edition of Brunch Culture, where everything Everything is is up up for discussion. discussion. And remember to follow us on our social media on Twitter, at Brunch Culture, on Instagram, at Brunch underscore Culture, and on on Facebook, Facebook at Facebook.com slash backslash Brunch Culture. And remember to check check out our website on BrunchCultureBC.com. And remember... On Brunch Brunch Culture, Culture, everything everything is is up up for for discussion. discussion.